Attention mature audiences, are you ready to take a wild ride through the boundless world of fanfiction? My name is L, and welcome to Stay Wild and Listen, where we celebrate all things fanfic. As a huge fan of TV shows, video games, movies, books, and my personal favorite, anime, I've always been drawn to the endless possibilities of fanfiction. From epic retellings of classic tales to daring new adventures in beloved universes, Fanfic has a way of bringing our favorite characters to life in unexpected, sometimes spicy ways. Please be advised that some of the material on this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences. On my show, I'll be sharing my personal thoughts and feelings about the material as we explore the diverse and imaginative world of fanfic, discovering new stories that will blow your mind and keep you coming back for more. So get comfortable. Grab your favorite beverage and stay a while and listen as we dive into the limitless world of fan fiction together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stay a While and Listen. This is your reader, L. And I'm going to continue reading Rebuild Together, a God of War fan fiction. Written by none other than Raven Uchiha 512 on AO3. So, I'm hoping you're excited, because I sure as hell am. I was looking forward to reading this one this week, just to get away from all the crappy news that's going on that's filling our lives, our country, our world. So I like reading these things to just escape, get away from just the absolute lunacy that's going on right now. Because we sure as hell know that our politicians are doing nothing about it. But the authors, fan fiction writers, artists can help us escape to relax our minds and to just take a breather. So, if you'd like to join me, again, we are on, let me see, part four of Rebuild Together. So it's chapter four. The title is With the Rising Sun. It's part of Rebuild Together again. It's by Raven Uchiha 512. All right? Summary. Kratos has finally found the root of his mental anguish, and for a god of war, he is ill-prepared for this battle. Fortunately, he is not alone. As his old friend and brother helps the grizzled warrior comes to terms with the reality he is facing and prepares him for the future ahead. I am really excited to read this one. Okay, so. Yeah, if you want to join me, please go ahead and join me. If not, if you just want to listen, then please, please... Sit back, relax, as you stay a while, and listen. Let us begin. Something on your mind, brother. Two old friends, different from one another. One a warrior, the other a diplomat. One who had spent ages killing gods. The other spent ages aiding them, brought together by destiny. But they had become closer than kin. Walking through the snowy sheets of Midgard, the Spartan looked up at his destination in the distance. 
the snow-capped mountain near the Lake of Nines, the highest peak in Midgard, the place where he had found the smartest man alive, his closest confidant and advisor in all matters. The old war god had told the Valkyrie Queen that he needed to do some personal task in Midgard and would return after, to which she had agreed and left him to his own. In truth, he had lied. There was no task left for him to do in Midgard at the moment. The berserkers had been killed along with their king. The remaining Asgardian grunts and forces had been slaughtered along with the dozens of raiders. Suffice to say, Midgard was peaceful for once in a very long time. No, he had no task, but he had plenty of troubling thoughts clouding his mind. Something at the back of his head that had been there for many months now. No matter how hard he trained, it did not leave and stayed there like an itch he could not scratch. And it all revolved around a single figure. Freya of the Vanir. The woman who had been with him since his battle with Odin and Asgard began, first as a mysterious witch, then the vengeful Frigg of Asgard who had been thirsty for his blood, and now finally, Freya, the Valkyrie Queen, his most trusted ally in battle and out. It started almost a year ago, a short while after the war. He could not pinpoint an exact time or place. Slowly but surely, he started feeling strange emotions every time he was with her. Feelings he did not believe he would ever feel after Fay. Feelings of compassion, of care, feelings of protectiveness, of her well-being, and it made him more disgruntled than usual, which he was sure she had noticed. He had been snappish with his words lately, more stoic, talking less and trying not to stay in her company too long. He had also noticed that she had grown a bit distant from him as well. It did not feel right to be th this way after everything they had gone through. But these feelings, these feelings of fondness for this woman, he did not believe it was right to act on them. Not for him, or for Atreus, for his late wife, and mainly not for her. She thought of him as a friend. He knew, and he envisioned everything they had built together, falling apart if he said something that he might later regret. Which is why he needed some space to think of the past, the present, and mostly, the future. He was at odds at what to do, unsure of which action to take, and so to clear his mind, he had come to the peaks of Midgard. Brother. Kratos, you there? Emir's words suddenly snapped him out of his thoughts as he answered, what? What has been going on with you, brother? I've been calling your name for the last five minutes. He did not know if it was the right course of action to express these thoughts to another person, which is why he was confused on what to do. For now, he kept moving forward. Nothing, he replied in a less than courteous tone. Bullocks, it's not nothing, brother. You're acting the way you were when we first met. All angry and intimidating and all that. 
I can't even see your face, but I know the sour face you're making right now. Sometimes he really hated how well this detached head knew him. It is none of your concern. The Spartan grunted back, not wishing to speak on this topic any further. Of course it's my concern. I'm dangling on your fucking arse, brother. He could sense the tone of annoyance rising in his friend's voice, and he could not blame him for that. The Spartan just furrowed his brow angrily and kept walking forward. He could see the destination up ahead. He would have to climb the rest of the way. But his wish of remaining quiet was not shared by his fellow traveler who kept talking and airing the thoughts harboring in his mind. All right, if you're not talking, then I will. Do as you wish, the Spartan replied. Oh, I will, and I'll start by saying you have been a complete asshole in the last couple of months. You've been snapping more and more lately at random things, not making the least bit of effort on any conversation. You leave for days on random to who knows where, and return without telling a single thing. And most of all, you've been a complete arse to Lady Freya, for no reason at all. The Spartan was focused on climbing the cliffs of the mountain, but he could not ignore the ramblings of his advisor. He would admit, everything he had said was the truth. There was no denying that. Every time she tries to do something nice for you, you just brush it off and ignore it altogether. Mimir said, Like last week, she made that dinner and you didn't even bother to eat it. The Spartan grunted in anger, mostly at himself when he remembered the look on the goddess's face as he walked past her into his room, without so much at a glance at her or the food on the table. Her eyes, he could remember, the hurt in them. It was there only for a second before she steeled her emotions and went about her business. But from that day on, she had not talked to him once. Kratos felt the warm rays of the sun hitting his body as he climbed up on the cliff and reached the highest peak in Midgard. Breathing slowly, he calmed his mind, his emotions, his anger running through him. Breathing slowly, he allowed the crisp, cool air to reach his insides hoping it would give him what he needed. Walking ahead slowly, he saw the tree from which he had retrieved Mimir, his body now rotted and almost decomposed. He saw the effects of his battle with Baldur and the broken bridge to Jotunheim. He did not know what to do, but a part of him shouted at him to let his feelings out, if not to the woman herself, then to the man who was the closest thing he had to her brother. Slowly, he sat down near the cliffs overlooking Midgard, feeling a sense of defeat wash over him. He placed the head near him, but Mimir's eyes he could feel analyzing him. Brother, talk to me. I can't help you if you don't talk to me. Mimir spoke in a tone that was soft and meant to coax him into speaking. I... The Spartan started, but could not continue. His eyes fixed somewhere on the horizon watching the sun shine over the lands. He felt the soft snow crunching under his boots. His hands felt empty without the blades or the axe in their grip, so he just rubbed his fingers, unaware of what to do with himself. Oh my goodness! Suddenly Spartan's head turned to the head, who was looking at him with a look of absolute shock on his face. That look in your eyes! How could I have not guessed it before? What? Surely not, thought the Spartan that look. Now, I understand the cause of all this tension. 
The head chuckled at his unknown realization, but it only annoyed the Spartan further. You do not know what you speak of. Kratos tried to deflect his accusing words and stare, but that was not going to stop Mimir. Of course I do, brother. I had the same look when I had fallen for Sigrun. The god of war stiffened as the words being spoken reached his ears. Yeah, I thought so. So it was revealed. He should have known the head would figure it out sooner or later. His nerves relaxed as he let out a sigh and turned his sight back ahead. Lady Freya, huh? Mimir chuckles had gone down when he noticed his laughter was not shared with his companion, who looked quite out of sorts. Yeah. Yes. The Spartan gave no other words to the head. No other words he could think of. This is quite shocking, I must say. He could understand the head's reaction. It was the same as his own when he realized his own feelings for the woman. I am aware, Mimir. His eyes were fixed on the lands before him, but in his mind, he could see only her. Her eyes, her hair, her lips, her body. She had captured him with her very essence, and he had no way out. Does she know, brother? Mimir asked. No, and I will keep it that way, as will you. He had no desire to burden the woman with such a confession. He was a warrior, always had been. Emotions and feelings could be repressed deep within, until they no longer mattered. So what? You plan on keeping the secret forever then, being all grumpy and angry all the time. If that is what it took, thought Kratos, suppressing emotions is what was ingrained in his bones since he had been taken for the Agogi back in Sparta. He did not make a habit of expressing his feelings nor did he have any plans on expressing these ones. If that is what it takes, then yes, she is a friend. Initiating something more will do her no good. The god grumbled in a tone that told of his true feelings. Frankly, brother, that's horseshit, and you know it. Mimir snapped back at him with an intensity in his own tone that very few dared to raise in the presence of him. No outcome of me confessing these feelings would be a favorable outcome for both of us. As he said those words, the face in his mind shifted from Freya to the one who had given him so much since he landed on these shores. And exactly why is that? Fay. The time they spent together, he remembered every second, from the moment they first met to the moment he made her aware of his own feelings for her to the first night they slept in the same bed. He remembered it all. Falling in love was one thing, but to act upon those feelings would be a discretion of everything he had built with the mother of his son. Oh, now I get it. You think by confessing your feelings to Freya, you'd be disrespecting Lady Faye? Mimir understood him well. Knew what he meant and what he was trying to avoid. He did not wish to hurt Freya. Nor did he wish to hurt Faye. I do not think so. I know so. His eyes turned back to the lands, relishing the calmness the winds brought his disturbed self even for a moment. Brother, look at me. He felt tired, exhausted under the burden of what these feelings meant. But as Mimir's words letting out a sigh 
he turned to face him. I understand what you're saying, and I know it isn't easy to hear this, but Lady Fay has passed on. Her journey now is not one for the living. That does not mean... His quick words in defense of the woman he once loved were cut off when Mimir spoke. No, listen to me. Mimir's voice was firm, but he could sense the worry in it. You are still alive, Kratos. Ragnarok was not the end for you, nor for Freya. There is still much to do for all of us, for the ones who survived. He could not deny the words being spoken. Ever since his first visit to Jotunheim, before Thimble Winter began, for the moment he saw his death, he had realized the only thing left for him to do was to prepare Atreus. Prepare him to survive without his father, to live and grow without his father. He had no other motives, and for the first time, he accepted his fate and found peace because his death would reunite him once again with the woman he loved. But Thimblewinter came and went. Ragnarok came and went. The war came and went. And not a moment passed when he wasn't prepared for death, and yet he had lived. Even after the declarations by the Norns, he was still alive. His hopes of reuniting Fae left in the past when he saw the mural she had left for him. And this, falling in love, being together, growing together, this is what the living do. Mimir was wise, much wiser than he could ever give him credit for. And each word spoken hit true to its point. You think you can go on like this, but trust me, you can't. Sooner or later, something's got to give. He once more thought of Freya, and the only reply Mimir got back was silence. Could he really give her what she deserved? He did not think himself worthy of Fay, nor did he think himself worthy of Freya. She had suffered many long years with Odin. Would it not be the same with him? Okay, okay, just for the moment, forget about everything else and answer me truthfully, brother. What? The god's voice was quiet. Only someone as close as Mimir would have heard it. Lady Freya, does she make you happy? Mimir eyed him intently, watching the wheels turn in his head. He was not going to stop. There was only one answer to the question. He was being asked, and he would not make up any lies. Yes. I feel calm in her presence. I feel at peace when we are together. Calm and peace were the only words he would use to describe how he felt with Freya to others. In reality, when they traveled to other lands, when they fought in battles together, even when they conversed with one another about mundane things, he felt happy. Not just calm or at peace. Happy. Then there you go, Nimir exclaimed. But was it really as easy as his friend portrayed it to be? Kratos, you have been in constant battles since Lady Faye's passing. One after the other with not a moment to rest. In some deep corner of your heart, I know even you know you deserve some peace. And now you have a shot at this peace. Are you really willing to just let it pass and let it yourself suffer in loneliness 
for eternity when you have someone you can share it with. Even if I went through with this, would she be happy with me? We are gods, Mimir. How do I know she won't regret joining me? Ten or twenty years from now, you know my past. Can I really give her the happiness she deserves? Would I really be enough? Kratos, unworthy in his own eyes, since the day he made the deal with Ares, he had been unworthy. Unworthy of having friends, having allies, of forgiveness, of love. These thoughts had plagued his mind from before he sailed away from Greece, and they remained still. That's the gambit, my friend. Nobody knows. As you both know, not even the Norns know our true destinies, and yet we keep moving forward. Emir's words were heartfelt, filled with concern for his brother. If you let the fear of failure stop you now, brother, then trust me. Years from now, you will regret not saying anything. And besides, I'm not an expert on love, but there is one thing I know damn sure. What? He asked, looking into his eyes, as Mimir smiled warmly at the God of War. It's a leap of faith, brother. It always is. Those words of Mimir, just as sudden it felt like they reached his core, and renewed him with something that was something, something even he did not know what. Looking back ahead, he saw the sun shining warmly on his skin. For the first time in weeks and months, he felt light. Words spoken to him by Mimir, he would not admit to anyone, but they had given him a courage he was lacking, gave him determination and will to move forward. In his heart, he swore he would never forget the fair-haired Jotnar woman who changed his life, and he would forever love her, but his journey was not finished yet. He did not know if he still had the capacity to love, but what he did know was that he wished to be with the woman who had come into his life like a wild tornado and quickly made his heart her own. And he would make her aware of that, whether she accepted these feelings of his or not was her decision. But the very least, he would not remain burdened by these feelings. Yes, he would tell her what she meant to him, no matter the consequences. He was aware he was unworthy. The blood on his ledger would always remain red with blood. His past would forever haunt him, but no longer would he let it dictate his actions willing forward. He would break the chains of his past, and if he wished for it, he would build the bridge to his future, hand in hand with a woman who held his heart. Standing back up, he felt something change in the air, a strange scent flying in the air, and for a moment his heart shook as he recognized that scent. Turning around, he looked back at the tree on the mountain and just for a split second, he imagined seeing the woman who gave him a son. He imagined seeing her smile at him. His heart wavered and shook. Eyes trembled for a second as a small smile grew on his lips and whispered words to the winds that he knew would carry his message to the one he once loved. Thank you. 
or everything. Fay. And so, with a heart light as a feather, he picked up Mimir, who smiled back at him. The old war god only nodded at him and gave him a small smile, which was enough for Mimir to know what the god wished for him to know. Let's go home, brother. I believe it's time for some amends. As Kratos attached Mimir's head back to his belt, he started his descent for the mountains of Midgard, and as he walked back, a spirit wandered back to where he sat and watched as the god left the peak. Mimir could not see or hear it, neither could Kratos, but the trees and the flowers, the birds and the skies would tell of seeing a spirit of a woman smiling as she watched the two brothers descend the highest peak in Midgard. Be well, my love, she whispered. And that is the end of chapter four. And um, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Raven Uchiha, you done it again. I tried my very best to read it as well as I could. And I know my, what was it, Scottish Irish action is crap. I, I just, I, I wanted to try it. And I hopefully I did not offend anyone. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just trying to imagine Kratos thinking that he's not worthy. And the fact that he still loves Faye, there's that, there's that part of you, you know, that you'll always love someone, but what happens when they're gone? Could you move forward? You feel guilty. You know, it's, I don't know if it's probably like survivor's guilt. I'm not sure. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I have. I have left a kudos for Raven Huchiha on AO3, and I'm going to comment, letting them know that I say thank you. Because this is making me feel a whole lot of emotions, and I love it. <clears throat> okay, so the next chapter of Rebuild Together will be part five. And I believe it is, let me just check real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm hoping she, I'm hoping they, sorry, I'm not sure their gender. I'm hoping they um, finished part five. Next work. Part five. Open your heart. Part five of Rebuild Together. Ugh, I cannot wait. Stay tuned for next week. Thank you for joining me. This has been your reader, L. You have been listening to Stay a While and Listen. Till next time, everybody. Have a good night.